and I think that's that's all it says recording, so that's a good sign. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWM podcast. Podcast. Oh, good start. Podcast with me, Billy. Uh, I am the big cheese and proprietor of Scottish Wrestling Network. Still, it's still available. It's still out there and still got content somehow. Um, I'm joined this time with the Super Wrestling Entertainment System himself, the Gear of War. Uh, the I've, what monikers have you got? Hey, that's it. That's really. it. Okay, cool. It's, right. It's, it's the duality of me. Cool. It's Kevin Williams. Oh, you're wearing my t-shirt, Billy. I'm I am just wearing t-shirt. Yes. Good lad. It's, it's got a bit of wear and tear now. It's got some holes. but it's, it's pretty old. I do have a new one. Which in the, the new letters. Yeah. I can't believe my dog's decided to play with a squeaky toy right at the second. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, you do have merch. We'll, we'll get to that near the end. We'll do a roundup. Um, so thank you for joining us. So thank you for, yes. this is episode three. Um, it's gone well so far. We haven't It really has. I've really enjoyed the uh, the previous two because, I, again, I've got a lot of time and respect for both of the guys that have been on and uh, I've enjoyed listening to their, their, their stories. So well, this, this is a bit of a different one because I've actually met you. I've actually stayed at your house. You have. Oh, your flat, yes. You so that, that was a night. <laughs> that was that was definitely a night. That was, I would think, yeah. I think I dressed up as Hulk Hogan at one point. It was a very interesting night. Um, yes. But let's let's speak about wrestling stuff because this is what yes. this podcast is about. Uh, we'll go for the obvious questions first. How did you get started? What what oh, what uh, what drove you to enjoying this weird world of wrestling? Uh, I mean, I mean the. The, the first thing I need to talk about is my dad. Um, again, he's sadly no longer with us. 2004, he passed. And um, wrestling was, was our thing. It was absolutely our thing. When we first started watching wrestling, probably about mid-90s, um, it used to be a, a full family thing. Like We'd get around, we'd watch uh, on, on Sky, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoons, we'd watch... Um, you know, I can remember that, like, I had this discussion with Mike on his podcast about, you know, early wrestling memories, and I can only really vividly remember Survivor Series with Bret Hart and Bob Backlund, with the towel incident. Um, ninety-four, was it? Yeah, ninety-four. Um, and uh, that's the only one I can remember, like, being everyone round because we were absolutely. I mean, that's the beauty of old wrestling. We were so angry with the finish. That 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 um, Owen convinced you know the mum to to throw the towel in, but um, right about that time, yeah, like we would we would all watch it, um, and the the more time got on, it just became a me and my dad thing, and I really cherished that. Um, and then we got rid of we got rid of Sky for like a number of years, and then 1999 Royal Rumble, that's when we got it back, and then it's like it's like we never stopped watching wrestling. Um, and obviously we're older now, and I'm watching, you know, Stone Cold, and there's there's beer and middle fingers and all of that stuff, and you know that's that's when it started to be like, man, that would be really cool to do that. It would be really cool to try and do some of that because I mean, all the way throughout school, even like high school, like I would do a number of essays on wanting to be a wrestler. I'm sure my mum has an essay that I've done, that I did about you know being a wrestler wanting to move to america to do it all sort of thing um so it's always always been in the back of my mind um and then again like most people we we all grew up in the attitude era we we grew up in the era of you know dx and and the rock 
and you know the ministry the ministry i love the ministry like undertaker's ministry theme is hands down one of my favorite wrestling themes ever um that and austin's heel music um oh, 2001 when yeah Derek Derek Elias. yes yeah. amazing amazing um that's something for the 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 viewers and the listeners to really chime in on as the re- the favorite wrestling tunes um and uh you know it was roughly about that time that i started working um you know former uh, as a leisure attendant and uh, i met one of my good friends fraser kelly um we instantly had this this bond um for wrestling um and we attended a show at the Rothfuss Halls, um, a venue that I have wrestled. I've had the the privilege of wrestling in many, many times now, and uh, it was it was one of the the kind of touring brands from England. Um, I can't remember the name of it. it could have been also it was Oreg Williams. So whoever whatever brand they were running as. Um, and we attended that show and had such people as, like, you know, a, a very early, um, I think, Jack Jester, Grogan, um, Wolfgang, who was almost Spinner McKenzie. Um, that match actually finished on a knee drop. Um, and I later found out uh, Barry told me that he couldn't be bothered kicking out because he was on with Spinner. And I don't know, I don't know the ins and outs of that, but I'd always found that hilarious because we all, we thought that, you know, we were we were still young and naive at the time, and we thought that you know that was that was the finish. And you know, wow, that was a bold move to to end the match on. Um, and uh, yeah, during halftime, we just hounded the ring announcer, who we later found out was Oreg Williams. Um, and then he sent us uh, the he wrote down the um, email address for a training school in Glasgow. Um, and uh, that was us. That was on a, a drive through to Glasgow, um, a 12-hour, yep, 12-hour training session, pretty much doing bumps. Um, and then we were working both on poolside the next day on the Sunday, um, and we could barely move. Like, I've always said, if anyone was in trouble in that swimming pool, they were on their own because we weren't doing anything. We were not. We were not in the even. We shouldn't have gone to work, really. But um, but that's 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 just what it was. It was just it, it was just the the introduction um, to see if we would go back. And we always intended on doing that. We always intended on going back. But a subsequent two weeks later, we found out about the um, WFL Wrestling Action Academy, um, which had its very humble beginnings in a a school, you know, like the the school huts. Yeah, I think I know what you mean, yeah. The still that they describe as like a temporary classroom, but they're up for years. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm on board that now, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those um, six by six judo mats, and that was it. And I always, I will to this day value that bit of training because it was, it wasn't, it wasn't basic by any means, but in the terms of being able to use a space effectively because if you didn't bump on those judo mats you were bumping on you know uh, laminate flooring so you had to you know know where you what you were doing and where you were going at all times so um that early training was probably invaluable to me and it was the people like you know um taylor bryden Sarah Marie taylor um 
another couple of people who weren't who aren't around just now. Um, I'm trying to think of the early W3L crop that are still that are still around, and I think it's just us three. I really don't want to offend anyone, but I can't think of anyone else. Well, I, I suppose you, but he wasn't around during the the school hut days, really. Um, but yeah, although of that early W3L crop, I'd say us three are still alive and kicking, really. Um, and that was it. That was that was me off to the races, really. Um, that was me hooked. That was me uh, properly, properly. In it for life, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I don't want to say obsessed, but like I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else, and I couldn't imagine doing anything differently back then. I mean, like we, I, I do have an old gimmick that I, you know, don't want to, I don't want to say I regret, but at the time I didn't have a problem with it because I got to wrestle. Yeah, you know, like back then there was there was like three promotions if you were lucky, and at the time I started one, and then two when Mike started up again. Um, so, yeah, the the opportunity just to just to wrestle, I didn't really care. I was too naive to really care what I was doing. In hindsight, probably should have made a bit more effort. But um, that's the lesson that you learn, and that's the lesson that you know kind of makes you a better a better performer, and it has made me a better coach because it proved to me what what you should be teaching your students to to strive towards, not just not just being happy with what they're given, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, I mean, I think for any gimmick, I'm guessing from from an outsider perspective, um, yeah. you've got to at least have a bit of yourself in there as well. You can't just be throwing a costume and going, "This is you." Yeah, go do it. I mean, you got to have a little bit of input yourself. Yeah. Um, so that twelve-hour session. Do you remember who who was training you? Do you... That was uh, Jack Jester and ah. Oh. I feel horrible for not knowing this. He's not around anymore as far as I'm aware. Um, that's fine. You will be offended if you forget. So that's, that's uh, all right. It really upsets me because he was a nice guy and he was around during like, the early ICW days. That's, that's really, I'm going to have to ask Fraser that. But um, but like people that were there were, were like, Lionheart was there. Um, he, he, was, he was really, again, Adrian was Adrian, and there'll, there'll never be another one like him. And um, we actually got a break when he was deciding to show us, you know, how he clotheslined, which was a godsend because we were dying at the time. And, you know, it was really interesting to see. Um, and uh, Drew was there. Drew actually was part of the, the car that kind of showed us where we were. Um, we were we were kind of lost at a petrol station. The car came to meet us. Um, he was in the passenger seat. Um, I can't say who was driving and uh, we looked over and there's Drew just flipping us off and we're like oh well that must be that must be them and that's, so, that's our WWE champion now it, <laughs> so, is. it is we're flipping you off at our petrol station to now uh, exactly. holding one of the biggest titles in the world that's just exactly. that's a strange thing yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yeah so it's so a W3L uh, which is a company that you're really a mainstay in uh, you've You've held uh, two of the three titles you're, you can yep. hold. One away from the Grand Slam. One away, because uh, of course the Breakout Championship is is for people who haven't held titles. Yep. So that's, Not that's viable that. for me. Um, so 
you've, you've been around a long time. Um, I don't want to say you're old, but you've been around for a while. Um, I, I am. Like everyone probably will who, who gets to watch this will see the um, quarantine beard that's going on. There's a lot of salt and pepper in this. Um, I've kind of made a decision not to get it touched until I can get into a barber, which is happening next week because that's allowed now. Um, but I just wanted to see how crazy the. Uh, I'd say it's impressive. Yeah, but, um, I, I, I tried to grow one. Evidence, but yeah. <laughs> well, it did. It, it got got a fair way, and then uh, my wife was just like, "No." <laughs> so I mean, I'm working from home. It doesn't really matter. No one's seeing me anyway. But yeah, yeah, it was coming to the point where she's going. I, I can't look at you anymore. I'm gonna have <laughs> yeah. to to trim that. And yep. I went, yeah, yeah, you can do the hair. That's fine. There's not a lot of it. And then suddenly, before I knew it, there was clippers here, and that oh, was it. Man. It was gone. It was, it was a sad day for everyone. You, you could have been attacked in the night. So this this is that. true. Yeah, um, yeah. So so W. We'll talk about W3L then. So you you've tag team champion uh, with Jason Reed. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Thinking that and. Uh, also, we're, we're jumping around. I, I don't have any notes, as you can see, I'm not looking okay. anywhere. Um, so, how, how's your journey in WT? I mean, you, I said you've been there from pretty much the start of the, the relaunch, would that be right? Yeah. Um, any memories, any favourite memories, any favourite opponents, favourite matches? Um, again, I probably should have had a bit more of a, a think about this. Um, the, the beauty about working for Mike is I'd say it's different to, to most promotions just now because, you know, when you work for Mike, you're, you're working, if that makes any sense. It's not it's like, I mean, there's not like, it's not like there's not storylines and there's not, you know, things to think about, but you know, most of the time it's a case of, you know, you you start in the morning, you load the van, you get everything ready, you're travelling to the venue, setting up the ring, getting all that kind of thing sorted, and you're working, the match you're working is for the, for the benefit of the card, not just for yourself, which is a really bone of contention um, with a lot of people, but um, for me, just, uh, I can't, I can't fathom you know, being in the opener and deciding I'm going to have, you know, a five-star classic with the person that's on because that doesn't benefit anyone else. Um, and Mike's always done shows like that. They're very family. You've been to them. Like, they're very family-friendly. Meat and potatoes, very, you know, by the by the numbers of, you know, how, how a crowd needs to needs to be treated, needs to react to what's going on. Um, and uh, I, I, again, I would suggest anyone to look out promotions like that because that's how you really, really learn how to work an audience because most audiences are just your, your kind of run-of-the-mill people that have seen a poster, they've seen a flyer, they want to take their kids. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that for the Elgin ones anyway. Um, I, I remember for the first book, I've been to them since 2012, I've went every yeah. year the Contelgan, and uh, for the first maybe three years or so before I really started doing the website, I, I knew how the show was going to be. It was going to yeah. be uh, first match, second match, the body from the first match, tax the guy in the second match, tag team match main event, and yeah. I, I just it was it was simple. I knew it was going to happen. I still enjoyed it because I'm watching wrestling. Yeah. I really don't care. Yeah. It was just I wanted to watch wrestling. Yeah. Um, I often I do find it funny though when I started doing the website properly. Mm-hmm. It changed, and I thought you get because I, I knew what was going to happen, and I was watching it going, "Oh, this is totally brand new. 
this is yeah which is great for me because yeah. i'd write yeah. about I mean, it but yeah, yeah. The, 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 there comes a time when you know like yeah you need to realize that you know you might have repeat customers you might have repeat people so you need to do you do need to change up a bit but um, what, at least one constant stayed the same, and that's the Bulgarian baker. So let's, let's... Bulgarian baker, a man after my own heart, and you know he's worth every single penny it takes to get him over here on a yearly basis. I don't know what I don't know what he's going to be doing just now. Um, I don't know if he's been like furloughed. I don't know if Bulgaria has. I don't know what the situation is in Bulgaria with COVID. I don't know what the baking industry. Has, has suffered during COVID. Um, he's not been in touch, so I genuinely, genuinely hope that he's he's doing okay. And uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of lot of lot of dough at stake as well when uh, he's not be able to come over and work. Yes, definitely. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, right. So we're, we're um, talking so about maybe the yeah, matches. So, that. Yeah. So, like favorite matches. Um, I, I I could probably put it down to more favorite opponents. Um. Because sometimes, in, uh, especially in W3L, like you get the opportunity to kind of work with some of the same people a lot of the time. And again, like my my favourite opponent of all time is really um, the very good Mister Ewan G Mackey. Because, um, and I'm not the only one to say this, he is absolutely so easy to work with. Um, whoever he works with, he will adapt to that person, and he will get a fantastic match out of them. Um, and sometimes you'll get a fantastic match out of him. Um, it's not. It's not solely down to to Ewan. Um, you know, as talented as he is, it's like the matches we've had. Uh, you know, I'd say eight times out of ten, we would absolutely just you know just do exactly what we needed to do, and we'd both come back really happy with what with what we we've done. And again, Ewan's one of these people that has evolved and is ever changing and he just he just gets it um i'm sure i'm sure you would agree that he's just well he's, he's actually my, my dad's favorite wrestler he's your been dad's to, favorite yeah, my, wrestler. my dad's been to w3l and, and upw shows yeah. and he is officially my dad's favorite wrestler so that's that's quite high praise for someone who's just coming around going well i'll, t- I'll take the kids <laughs> not me I'm, I, although i am the kid but my uh yeah. my, my nephews and, and that were, were coming and he was well, my yeah. our cousins but uh yeah he was like that that ewan i like that ewan that's fine that ewan that ewan in terms of other other wfl people i mean joey legend was surreal to be working him for the w3l title um it was it was so interesting to plan that out with him because of, I mean, again, Mike's Mike's psychology is one of the kind of key things you'll get from training at W3L. Um, and my psychology is very, it's very set, but there's adaptions that can get made to whoever you're, whoever you're wrestling. So obviously he was the vet. So he's, you know, you tell me what to do, Mr. Legend. Um, and it was very different. And it was a, a welcome different to plan that out with him so many false finishes i'm glad i'm glad that you know i actually put in the work to get my cardio up for that match um but um we did we did one spot where it was the um you know the kurt angle run up top rope belly belly um and uh, i think the remedy that that was on is going on is, is the dvd's being worked on just now um and it'll be out soon, but 
hopefully if, if people can get to watch it, you will be able to see me because it's not, I don't go to the top rope very often unless I'm getting thrown off it, point in case. Um, but you can see me climbing the top rope, looking up, probably asking my dad, like, please let me, please let this be okay. Um, but, you know, I'm here. It was fine. Um, and again, it was just a really, a really enjoyable match. And he's just such a nice guy. He's had- so chill. Um, I, I, had the, I had the opportunity to to drive him um, when he was working for Rock and Wrestle up a year. Okay. Um, I got I, my job um, because I was, because I'm up this, this way anyway, I was strung in to help. Strung in. I was begging to help. Um, <laughs> I was like, I've got a car, so I'll drive him. So that was, yeah. that was my job. However, my car broke down Keith on the way. And oh. it would only go 30 miles an hour in third gear. That was the only speed it would go. We've so I still, drove, I still drove Keith to Aberdeen to go get him. Told him. He was like, that's fine. Didn't speak about wrestling for the next three hours as I drove him back all the way to Inverness in this car, only going 30 miles an hour. And he was just... I didn't speak about wrestling. He spoke about musicals. He spoke about comics he spoke about everything he was just i think if it was i think if it was anyone else i would have just sat there panicking for that three hours but he was just like yeah. that's fine it just happens kind of thing i mean this yeah. guy's seen uh he's probably seen some stuff and things traveling i think yeah, uh, a and very things. a very slow journey to, to inverness is at least to his worries yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so I, i'm looking forward to see that because i do like watching joe legend of course i enjoy your matches of course um so it seems like a good combination. So, so we've got Joe uh, as in our one. Uh, anyone else that's springs um, to mind? I think uh, uh, Jason Reed was was uh, obviously tagging, and then the subsequent matches that we would have towards the end of our of our pairing, uh, as it were. Um, we had a we had a great match in Grangemouth, I think. Um, and again, like Jason's always always been destined for more, and I'm I'm so happy for where he is and where he's positioned. Um, and I'm just happy to have been a part of of his early development. He was very he was very keen to you know ask questions, and you know your your dog's having a great time just now, isn't he? I know. At least it's better than the sneezing. We had sneezing in the first episode, um, so. But um, but no. Uh, so Jason Reed, and obviously we have to mention the absolute legend that is Johnny Lyons. Of course, I wonder when his name was going to pop up. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, again, same as Ewan. Um, there was a time where, um, back in back in early WrestleZone days, where we would do nothing but wrestle because we'd do the birthday parties and all that kind of thing. And we, we wouldn't need much in terms of planning time. We'd just go out and do you know, we just kind of look at each other and this would happen and that would happen and I'd be I'd be sat in the corner in a certain way and he'd know. Um, I, can't, I can't say that just now. Like, we, we did have matches towards the tail end of his of his, um, of his run um, where we kind of challenged ourselves to do different things but I think that, I think that chemistry was kind of lost by the, by the time that we hadn't worked together for so long. Um, but, Again, same as you, and like it's very difficult to have a bad match with you and uh, with with Stuart. Um, and, uh, so um, I think again, everyone that I've worked with in W3L, I can't I can't remember really there being anyone I can't I, I've come back from having my match um, because again, 
like the the character I do now, obviously the the super wrestling entertainment system it is it is the fun side of me turned up to twelve. Most people say eleven, but for me it's twelve. Um, it's just everything I love about about life and wrestling just merged into the two. Um, and it, uh, most recently, um, I've incorporated a lot more of the the gaming aspect of it. And um, you'll see it on Wrestling Showdown my match with Ryan Rude, which is again my favourite match this year. Um, I introduced the uh, the Yoshi spot where any referee in the country now is fair game. If I bring out a Yoshi egg, I will ride them like a dinosaur. Um, and again, COVID has just stalled so much. I had so much plans for every other match in WCL this year to have something gaming related. Um, but I mean, that's all in the back burner. That's all for when we get back. Um, so yeah, that that would that would that would kind of bookend most of the kind of matches and and guys I, I really enjoyed working with. And that's not to say that anyone else I haven't enjoyed working with. It's just those guys stand out to me. I'm just going to pause a moment and go get that squeaky toy because yeah. I think that seems like <laughs> a good fun just a moment. I'm just going to keep recording with us, but it'll be fine. So okay. you can plug wherever you want in the meantime while I'll wait for a couple of seconds. Okay. <laughs> okay. So ladies and gentlemen, while Billy's away, you'll notice it is backwards because of because of technology. Um, but this lovely, lovely Kevin Williams Mario esque design uh, hat, which can be emblazoned on any garment. You're still back, but I'm going to keep plugging. Um, I've now confiscated. Just send me a message on my Facebook and uh, Kevin Williams' Facebook page, and you can get your very own Kevin Williams merch. Okay, you're back. Perfect. That's fine. She's now looking at me like I'm the worst person in the world. But You are the worst person in the world. (laughs) She'll find another squeaky toy. There's a million (laughs) of them in this house. Um, So that sounds nicely and that little chap, are you still, are you still wrestling showdown champion? I, might remember that. I, I am still yes. wrestling showdown champion. It's it's difficult to to remember such a thing because I haven't defended it since that match with um, Brian Rude. Oh no, Craig Stevens. Craig Stevens was my last defence. Um, you know, there's so many people that are like, well, surely you should be relinquished. Relinquish, I can't even say the word. Say it for me. Relinquishing. I can't That's, say it either. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I haven't defended it in 30 days, but I think since COVID hit, every, the wrestling world could be put on pause. Absolutely. Um, I, I love that, Bill. It's like, uh, it's it's the Attitude Era IC title, isn't it? It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. I mean, again, going back to, to to when I was a teenager, like that, that IC belt was, was something that stood out to me. And I always, always, always had that, that dream of holding it. And having having a belt that looks very similar to it is, is, is very surreal. Um, and again, like having any title put on you is, is just uh, it's just an honour and a privilege, um, and I, I like to I like to make sure that you know I'm represent because it's it's for the it's the sh- it's called the Showdown title. So there's a there's a whole you know web series dedicated just to that championship. So it's it's a it's a again an honour and a privilege to represent that program as its champion. So. Which we feature every week on uh, swnscotland.wordpress.com, uh, which is from the W3L network, of course, which you can check on YouTube. Plugs. Um, so you're speaking about your video game character. That kind of yes. gets us neatly onto your. Um, we will we will speak about more wrestling stuff in a minute, but we'll, we'll speak about press start gaming. Seems like Yay. a good way to to go there. So uh, it's very clear that you love your video games. 
So how did that go from loving video games to starting Press Start Gaming? Well, I mean, I've always been, I've always been a collector. Um, I'd say in the past six years, subsequent six years, um, that's really gotten more. Um, again, when I start, first started dating my wife, I only really had two consoles. Um, again, it was my surviving N64 and my Xbox 360. Um, and then when I moved in with her, she had her PlayStation 2 and her Wii. We set all these up on our cabinet um, and then I just started like buying PS2 games and then you know subsequently that collection started to grow I got um my I got a Super Nintendo uh, off eBay it was it is it's uh, you know it's 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 disgusting to put uh, to put it mildly because it's one of those ones that's just all yellow it's it's a thing that happened with you know a lot of the N64s, it's just the, the way the plastic is aged. Um, um, and then that, that grew and grew, and then I just started to to really look into, you know, collecting in the wild, started becoming more fun than just going on eBay or going to CEX. So um, that became something that we did. We'd go to um, Errol Market, we'd go to places down south. We visited um, London, we went to like a games market um, down there, it was, it was great. Um, and then again, I just started thinking it was, uh, I was like, there's nothing like that up here. There's nothing apart from CEX or the odd, you know, boot sale. There was nothing to really, to really go to for the, the avid collector to get these things out in the wild. And, you know, I, like I'd been helping out and, you know, I'd been around wrestling shows and promoting wrestling shows for so long. I was like, well, I've got the knowledge to put an event on i've got the knowledge to get word out there's an event get people in um i i'm certainly um capable of getting people together as in you know sellers from all over the country um to this one place to you know put on the the first retro gaming market which we did in march of 2018 um and it was one of the most kind of nerve-wracking and exhilarating days of my life because again I've not put on a rest I hadn't put on a wrestling show at that point and um we were probably 45 minutes from doors opening and the queue was down the street and there was nothing nothing like that because that's that's a thing that I put on I put that out there that this was happening I promoted it and people turned up that was incredible to me. Um, so, and again, all of the sellers did really, really well during that day. And that was, again, I didn't take much money off them. I took, I charged them for the table, really, which sorted the venue. That was really it. I don't, I don't do press start to make money. I don't. Um, and, you know, I thought at the time it was, it was important that people turn up and don't just do like a lap of the tables and go away. So... I used, you know, the collection I had to put out, you know, your classic consoles. I put out an N64, Super Nintendo, a PlayStation, Mega Drive, um, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, I put on, like, the Mario Kart tournaments, which was amazing. I made my own trophies at that point. Um, I bought a couple of joysticks and spray-painted them gold, you know, Games Master style. Um, 
and uh, people really, really dug that. Um, so that led to me doing uh, a kid retro gaming day, which was just the same as what we had for the consoles being out, but bigger. Um, so that led to me buying so many televisions, like my spare room looked like the end scene in The Matrix 2. Um, and uh, again, that snowballed to us doing a retro day for adults, um, more markets, it just, it just snowballed from there. Um, and now we're sitting with, you know, our retro gaming lounge, which is uh, in the Boomerang Centre in Dundee, um, you know, with 16 setups, and it's a, a private little um, gaming gaming arcade for people to book out. Obviously, we're we're not operating just now due to COVID, but we hope to we hope to be up soon. Um, we have plans for another. We I I did a, a gaming festival, which was probably the most nerve wracking experience of my life because my wife was in the hospital with you know an impending child because um, she was threatening to arrive early and she did. Um, but you know that event still had to have someone there while she was in hospital. So I had to, you know, and I had to go and man the door and make sure everything was running. And then the second I could, I left to go to the hospital um, during like one of the biggest events I've ever ran. And, uh, but that's part and parcel with running events. But um, I can't say that I regret anything that Press Start has afforded me and I just can't wait to get back to it. I mean, the press start has allowed me to be part of the greater um, gaming events uh, industry. I've got a great partnership with uh, a company called Fraggers, which runs down south. They run uh, gaming events, same as me, but on a just massive scale. Uh, massive scale. Um, Gary Kirby that runs that is an absolute genius. He's such an inspiration to me on how such things need to run um and you know I've, I've helped him with the the retro sections at his uh events that he's been hired in to do like resonate in glasgow um and uh, one up in aberdeen at the oh what's the name of it it's the big it's the big building the wrestling's been there it looks like the avengers building god uh I, yeah, I, I've been to Aberdeen. I don't remember anything about Aberdeen. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I know, I know what, I know where you're speaking about. I can actually see yeah. it, but yeah. I can't tell you what it I is. I can't remember the name of it either because it was just a blur for me. Yeah. Um, it was during a time where I was doing that event, and uh, on the train up to Aberdeen, I got the phone call that the lounge had been broken into. Jesus. So I was just panicking that all of my consoles and TVs were away, but. Happily enough, it was it was fine. But uh, so yeah, the, the the whole travel up there was a bit of a a bit of a blur. So I can't remember much about it. But um, but no, press start game in Scotland. Find us on Facebook. We are absolutely hundred percent ready for the second that we can start doing gaming events again. We will be hitting the ground running. Sounds like a good way to go into our, our questions that came in through the Twitter uh, as you're speaking yeah. about gaming. I'm just going to get them in front of me. We got two uh, from a the whole same person. Two. A whole two. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm super good at, at, at social media. Um, <laughs> so, so we've got two uh, from the username at Mr. Spock's Beard. Um, as many will probably know uh, for his wrestling exploits as well. But I think these are two great questions. First being, who would win in a fight between Mario and Sonic? 
No, I, I did read that this morning, and I've had I've had some time to to go into that. And again, you know, take it taking out you know such examples like Smash Brothers because then you can find out for real. Um, but I think I think I have to give it to Sonic. You know, the 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 blue blur can move at speeds. You know that Mario can, and I just can't. I just can't see uh, an Italian plumber surviving you know a spin dash attack so uh i would have to give it to sonic and there's incidentally there's also been like a, a youtube series of um swapping over uh sonic and mario in the games that they represent and mario is screwed the first loop de loop that he gets to so um, that just says it all and the other question was uh i'll read it out for him Big words. Uh, what DLC would you consider to expand your move set in twenty twenty one? Oh well, I mean that that ties into um, the the thing I said earlier about the the plans I had for you know various things that I wanted to do, and I'm going to keep them to myself because I will unleash them upon the W3L network when uh, when we get back. But um, I mean, definitely. I like. I mean, I had plans to do things from from Sonic, and I had plans to do things from Gears of War. Um, and again, I don't want to say too much uh, because I just think it's 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 very it's very unique what I've got planned, and I hope I've got the right opponent that uh, that sells it well because you know wrestling's daft, and these things just add to a show, and um, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to unleash uh, my gaming badness on a uh, on the ring. Will it be as daft as the bomb? The bomb, dafter. Oh than God! The I remember seeing the bomb. I think you're against uh, Glendon Bar in Dundee. Glendon Bar, Glendon yeah. Bar, and yep. the, just the panic that everyone had when the bomb came out, which was just that's what wrestling should be. <laughs> that's it. Everyone just going crazy and for that's it. That's not to say that the bomb. I mean, I I come out to the ring with that question mark box, and you don't know what's in that box. Just saying. I mean, it was a very scary time because that was the time I was down and stayed at yours, so I had that bomb in my car for a very long time because I had to wait a month before I came back down again <laughs> as you left it in my car. Um, so we'll, we'll briefly touch on your time in Dundee because again, it's in our it's in our place you've dressed a lot, exactly. um, holding titles. It must be what two tag team titles with uh, Luke Xavier. Yep. At the time, uh, yep. Many may know as Luke Aldridge now. Yep. And you were you the inaugural? And when I'm with Nathan Reynolds, and you were the inaugural hardcore champion. Am I right? In I am. I am. I think. I mean that that whole that whole time uh, leading up to the hardcore title was just. It was it was really it was really special because I mean all of the guys in that match. Um, let me let me jog my memory. It was Jace Jackson, uh, Eddie Devine, Chris James, KG Nitro, and Spike Tierney. Um, we all we all we all put our put our two cents into that, and we we created something really really special. Um, in that match because again 
a hardcore title is very easy to cheapen, I think. Um, again, just just the addition of a twenty four seven rule cheapens it in 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 some ways. Um, and and I'm, I'm glad in some ways that it wasn't around while I was champion. Um, and um, not that not that that those kind of antics aren't entertaining. They they definitely are. Um, again, I remember the 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 Crash Holly skit when he's in the you know the the soft play area with um, I think it's Mosh and Thrasher that attack him, and he yeah. goes on the Flying Fox and gives him a hurricanrana off the Flying Fox. And I thought that's uh, Fun Time USA, yeah. Fun Time USA. Um, so yeah, but, I'm just jumping in on that. Yeah, it's yeah. The twenty four seven thing works if it's managed. You can't, you can't just, just have. I mean, can't just for me, on I, had, I, had to, I had to keep a track of the, this for, for the website, and it was an absolute nightmare because nobody knew what was happening. And anyone I contacted, they were like, uh, I think so and so. I was like, I don't need think, I need who wins. <laughs> so, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a nightmare. Uh, but yeah. what were your positive experiences from your time, Dundee? Um, Positive. Um, again, just like the the great matches and great opponents of that I've had. I mean, again, you know, I I've got a a, a fairly um, what's the word to describe it? I've had many tag team partners. Um, you know, I, I I'm, I'm a very open individual when it comes to you know my tag team relationships. Um, and uh, the the beginning of Dead Cell is something I will never ever forget because. Uh, Nathan was, Nathan wasn't wasn't in limbo in terms of of wrestling. He just wasn't doing as much um, because of you know family commitments, all that kind of thing. So he kind of he kind of stopped working for uh, WFL for a, for a spell because when you when you do WFL shows, it's it's a long commitment out of your day. Um, but you know the opportunity arose where I needed a tag team partner. Um, I messaged him. Um, he actually said no to start with because it was date night. Um, and then ten minutes later, he said no. My wife says yes. And then all I sent him was a gif of, you know, the three hundred nod to to what's his name, Gerard Butler, before he you know lists Sparta kicks the guy. Um, and I've always said that it was uh, it's Leanne that you know gave the nod of approval for us just to. To come together, and at the time it wasn't. We we hadn't decided on the name Dead Cell. We hadn't decided that we were going to be a a proper tag team. But you know, just me and Nate, like we'd never we'd never worked together, even in that capacity up to that point. Um, and uh, we just we just clicked as a tag team straight away. Um, you know, busting out this tag move, that tag move. Um, so it just became a thing. Um, and then he'd always wanted to have a, a group called the Dead Cell. He always imagined it being like the kind of elite of the East, um, but just it just morphed into into us as a tag team. Um, and then and then we we were off to the races, as they say. We just ran roughshod with like the again, like I talk about the 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 fun side of me, the gamer side of me, but the Gear of War side of me is another side that I love to present. Um, and I always, I always put it out there in my CV as something that is absolutely marketable because it's, it's a very, it's a more rough and tumble version of me. I will go out there, I will absolutely smash everyone, um, and that's what we did. We, 
to the point where the 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 Dundee fans turned us face, and we didn't change a thing. We did. We still went out there and beat every single person in front of us up, um, and it was just one of the the, the best runs of my life having that person who's been my friend for so long um still is to this day obviously and uh we were just we were just the tag team there was no other tag team in the in, in dundee quite like me and nate so that's that's definitely one of the highlights and again that's not to say that my other tag team partners um apart from the first one let's 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 negate that one um but Tagging with tagging with uh, Luke was was an experience because Luke was he'll admit it himself quite green in a lot of ways um, and but again we evolved together we evolved to to again work on work on tag team wrestling is that the ice cream van that's the ice cream van yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think every noise that could happen has happened during this. At least it's not, not allowed carbs, so I can't have a ninety nine. Oh, um, no. I anyway, don't hate it. Ninety nines um, don't cost ninety nine anymore. I remember the day they used to cost ninety nine p. What a revelation! Um, but yeah, um, so so yeah, like the tag team scene in Dundee, um, I'd like to think has a has a great deal of thank to show my way because um, I was a part of probably every good tag team angle that was going on um, and th- that's that's really all I can I can I can say um, it was the the tag team run and the hardcore run was incredible and I'll forever be grateful for the opportunity that was afforded to me to do that um, Another highlight of my hardcore run was the Christmas show that we did where I got to implement Home Alone-esque weapons such as a um, snow shovel, sledge, an iron, um, uh, matchbox cars and obviously Lego. Um, But an interesting story about that was I actually went round the town and again this was like Christmas time places were shut and really kind of early um, and I, I picked up the iron from TJ Hughes, the kind of department store um, and I only used it once in the match where I threw it at KG Nitro's face I put it back in the box and took it back and got my money back <laughs> <laughs> um, So speak, well, Speaking of your tag team run if I mind right the first time I saw you wrestle at all was uh, in Perth, Dewar's Hall, mm-hmm. uh, steel cage, four way. Yes. Uh, what was it like wrestling inside, especially that steel cage that had that everyone around you, everyone around you holding the thing up? Okay. Uh, well, I mean that that steel cage was, oh god, it was it was basically scaffolding with bells and whistles. Um, you know, I mean, we've seen it. You know. The, the practice run of putting it up um, and we just we just thought my god what is like because like I mean you, you could go underneath it it wasn't like we were enclosed in a cage you could go underneath the thing and that was that was it um, so we, we just wondered how it would really it would really work I mean it was it's bittersweet that match because um, we had um, 
obviously massive legends, Roddy Piper, Tatanka, Chavo Guerrero, um, and Ted. obviously Ted. Ted. Yeah. How could I forget Ted? Um, and um, we'd, we'd planned for that match to be first after the interval um, because we had a band on that was going to take half an hour. So that was going to be the time that the 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 ring was going to go up, uh, the cage was going to go up, and then after the match, that was when um, you know two sides of that could come down fairly quickly. It was the other two that was a bit more problematic, but that was the time that Piper's Pit was going to go on, um, and then you know the main event was going to happen with uh, Tatanka versus the 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 champion at the time, and. Uh, Things happened where, you know, the the veterans we had on had changed everything so that, you know, Piper's Pit and then the championship match happened side by side. So that was what it was. And the cage match went on last, which I didn't agree with. None of the guys agreed with because it took an absolute age for the cage to go up. Um, that's why it was planned during the interval. Um so it was probably pushing about half past nine before we started. Um, bear in mind this is in Perth. A lot of people had come from Dundee. People were maybe having to get trains home. Um, I, so, I drove home that night, so I was kind of hoping for an early finish yeah, as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, it was what it was, but, you know, it was it, it, it would have been better the way it had happened, but it didn't, so... That's that. Actually, wrestling inside it was a blast. It was so fun um, because of the stipulations that we had. Um, like, and the, the way that the match worked out, I never actually had to climb the thing, which was great. Um, but it was hilarious selling something on the ground, watching Luke climbing and catching his gear on, you know, a stray bit, um, a stray bit of. Uh, of metal, but the best part of that match was taking the elbow off Randy off the top because it was you that took it because I, I remember the elbow. I just can't remember who yeah. took it. it so, um, and Randy's elbow is like safe as houses, and I didn't, I didn't think for a second that it wasn't going to be. Um, and it was, it was the first time I ever employed my uh, Devon Dudley oversell um, to anything. Um, but that, again, I remember that, that match was, it was really fun. I just really wish it would have been, it would have happened when it happened because it would have just, again, for me, like, cards need to have a structure the same as a match needs to have a structure. And that match just did not fit last. It didn't. Um, so everything apart from that was great about that match. So I, I feel like I've kept you long enough, so I can't not speak about your current endeavour. Which is uh, being the, the the man with the pen, the pencil, uh, the commissioner of Fair City Wrestling uh, in yes. Perth. So, yep. how did that get started? And uh, we'll just go for a really broad question: What's plans? What's what's your plans coming up when the show's return? Um, it would always been kind of discussions between myself and John about, you know, how would we do this? How would we do that? Um. Is is there places that we could potentially, you know, do something? Um, and at the time, you know, uh, Perth had kind of been left alone in a lot of ways. Um, and I don't mean, I don't mean in terms of, you know, 
like the last time something had been run, um, there was a time where Dundee wasn't uh, places in Dundee weren't available for whatever reason, and um, they had run shows in the the Tulloch Institute. Um, but at the time, we just felt that it wasn't it wasn't done right in terms of the potential that Perth has in terms of promoting, in terms of you know putting on the best that we can do. Um, and again, through discussions with you know the people that run Dundee, uh, you know we we borrowed we borrowed that right well we rented that ring um and we you know put on our first show um and again it was it's always been my goal um as you know the man that holds a pencil to give something to the guys in Dundee that you know give me their time for training um you know guys such as um, Tommy Cross um Spike Tierney um Zach Leon those guys deserve more than they can be afforded. Well, they could have been afforded at the time uh, in terms of working with other people. Um, but they got the chance to work with, you know, people like Aspen Faith, all of that um, through Fair City. And uh, that's that's always been the goal with Fair City Wrestling is to bring a, a different and varied card each and every time with new people and people that don't get a fair shake of the stick people like people like Cav who is tremendous and an asset to any given card um and at the time he was just being brutally underused for the hard work that he was putting in um so that's 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 really how we got started and um by by good grace we were we've got the hat trick on uh Scottish Wrestling Network for uh, match of the month for the months that we've ran and we we owe that to the people that have voted for us and we are so grateful and we're just bitterly gutted that we couldn't end the year with like a perfect game as it were because we had so much planned um the the match between massimo and uh valhalla was one i was absolutely chomping for um not to say it won't happen Maybe I don't know, um, but we'll see. Um, that's, there's definitely plans for um, the people that have missed out on what we had planned to to reap the benefits of when we we start up again. Um, I suppose that leads into future plans. It does. It bleeds quite quite nicely. Yeah, I don't know whether it's just because we've been on for so long. It's starting to go. No, no, you're going to start to pay for this, but uh, for Zoom. But uh, oh. I can still hear you perfectly, so it's all good. Okay. Um, you put the, there was a cover photo put up on the Facebook page for Fair State Wrestling that the plans are that you'll be coming to Dundee in 2021. Yep. So um, expanding a little bit. Is yep. that just the general plan? Just kind yep. of Tayside and then Expansion. Beyond? Any business needs to expand. Any, any business needs to have a five-year goal. Any business needs to branch out as it were and um, there are many opportunities in Dundee that we feel have been wasted that have been um, burned for the lack of a better term and we are not going to let them go to waste um, it was always it was always John's plan to to look into that and it's just it just feels like the right time to plant the seeds and get things going for when we can, you know, do such things. So that's all I'll say, really. 
Um, but obviously we do have the um, FCW training school. That's We're still working on the actual name of the training school, um, but that's definitely something that's, that's, that's in the works as well. Um, we need somewhere. We, we have acquired a, a wrestling ring, um, something that, that Jotun's should be incredibly pr- proud of um, from the hard work that he's put in. And uh, we will, we, we have probably every facet of operating a training facility worked on, given, given the, the situation when it comes to wrestling just now, um, just in terms of paperwork, policies, legislation, all of it. We've got probably every facet of that worked out. We just need our bricks and mortar to to get that sorted, and then we'll then, then again we'll be off to the races. So it's very exciting for FCW. Excellent. Um, I think just because he'll he'll moan otherwise, do I say something nice about John? Something nice he, about John. He he will oh. ask. I know as soon as this goes up, the first tweet will be him going, "Did Kevin say something nice about me?" So I think we should just just get that in here. John John is the absolute most straightforward person I think I've ever ever met um you'll meet people in wrestling who will never give you a straight answer about things because of a number of reasons and it just doesn't help anyone really i've always been about open communication i've always been about um being part of a team that has the the goal in mind as opposed to working the people that you're supposed to be working towards a goal um so, um, apart from being, you know, an, an incredibly funny human being, um, he, he's just the most straightforward, to the point, this is what I want to do, so I'm going to do it, kind of person. Um, and I think that that um, really bodes well for the future of FCW, as well as the team that we've got behind us, because we've got an incredible team behind us, people that don't even have any modicum of interest in wrestling but they've got such a passion for for the the hr and and behind the scenes part of it um i'm so i'm so happy that the team that we've got together will be able to have you know every facet of of the business covered um but again we've got john at the at the head of the table so it's it's definitely a a privilege to be working for him. Excellent. All right, I, I think I've kept you long enough now, so we're going to do a little bit of a wrap up. I'm sure I'll let you do your plugs again because I'm sure you did them when I was going to confiscate this dog's uh, uh, squeaky yeah. toy. Um, so yeah, um, plug plug yourself. Where can we find you? What do you want to just everything? Um, for Press Start Gaming Scotland, um, simply type that into Facebook. That's the only thing I really use for Press Start Gaming Scotland. Um, it should be it should be one of the things that pops up immediately. Um, find about all our events there. Um, for me, um, I think Instagram is g.o.kevwilliams. Um, Facebook it is just Kev Williams. You should find me or you'll find a realtor from America. Because I keep getting messages about, you know, houses on on the east coast and I'm, like, I'm not I don't, I don't i don't know i just ignore that um and twitter is uh, kev williams s w e s which is a, a super wrestling entertainment system for uh, a bit of clarity on that um 
uh, I think that's it. Um, if you contact me on any of that, you will be able to see the amazing merch items that um, DD6 has managed to, DD6 Designs has designed for me, um, including the various colours of this Mario themed logo. I have a Sonic themed logo, a very unique Sonic themed logo. Um, and uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just really cool to get that side of my character out onto these bits of merch. So anyone wants to hit me up, please do so. Excellent. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us. So I'm going to stop the recording now. Let's see if I can do this successfully this time.